Report recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. Nick Nat Paddywhack, give that dog a bone. Yo, don't give him nothing but the microphone. He's your host, Icy Robot. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And guess what? This week is going to get a lot less weak because I didn't even think I was going to have a show ready. Didn't think I'd be able to do it, but I did it. You were expecting a classic episode, but instead you are in fact getting some new material from me, and that is the gift that keeps on giving at any rate. Uh, let's get moving, let's get started into the show. We're going to talk about the, the most awesome VHS store remaining in the world that I went to. We're going to talk about some tales from the dig in Phoenix. We're going to talk about my trip to the Scorch, the trip to the Scorch that led me to want to do nothing more than to go back to Cali. So with all that said... Let me uh, bring up a quick interlude and we'll get the show popping. This is the Toys R Us report and we'll make you famous. Taking over the earth while still kicking in your anus. Two kids about the last one day out in the scorch. Two kids about the last one day out in the scorch. I'm going back to Cali, rising, surprising, advising, realizing she's sizing me up. Her bikini small, heels tall. She said she liked the ocean. Let me tell you about the Scorch Trials. That's what we're calling our trip to Phoenix. We went to Phoenix to visit my folks, which is always fun. It's always nice to see the family. We had a good time doing that. But the week that we were there happened to coincide with the biggest hot streak in the history of hot streaks. It was... uh. The day that we got there was 122 degrees out. We're in the car. We got the air conditioning just working overtime, but we can see the temperature outside. It was 122. Because what we do is we rent a car and drive because it's like 12 hours. It's better than you know, it's flying. We'll get you there quicker, but that's a hassle. So we're just like, we'll just hop in the whip. We'll go. We rent a car as to not put miles on our car and plus to get a better car. At any rate, we're going there and we can see from, you know, we can see going through the desert, that it's it's 125 degrees. It's horrible. And then when we get to the Scorch, it was a solid 120. And people tell you that it's dry heat. It's not a big deal. But uh, I can say from, you know, firsthand experience now, that's not true. The heat is the heat. It is worse when it's a moist heat and you got, you know, uh, your 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 gear feels like it's stuck to you from just sweat and whatever. That is worse. But just because it's worse doesn't mean that 125 degrees in the scorch is a livable condition. It was pretty bad. Uh, it did drop down the next few days. But when I say drop down, I mean it went down to like 115, 113. It was... Ugh. Where I live, we have a few days a year where it gets to be 100, but in general, our summer is like 90, 95 degrees, and it always uh, cools down at night. Nighttime gets down to like 50, 60 degrees, so you can always sleep well. When we were in the Scorch, 
it does not cool down at night. And, you know, my parents, God bless them, have a air conditioner that's not really popping off all that great. Uh, and also, the room we stay in is way, way far from the main device, so this room, it's, it's you know, it's their spare room. They're nice enough to let us have anything, so I'm not complaining about that, but the room is really far off the air conditioning, and also it's very small, and we bring our dogs with us. We have three dogs, can't leave them home, gotta take care of your dogs, you know, they're, uh, they need, they need to be with you, so it's me, the old wife, and three dogs in a very small room in 115 degrees, and, uh, when I say the Scorch Trials, you gotta emphasize Trials because it was very taxing. Uh, the first day, you know, we got in and we're trying to sleep, but it was just so hot. I um, I think I got like two hours sleep. It was just, it was terrible. The conditions, the weather, just everything was terrible. But that's not to say we didn't have a good time because you gotta persevere. You gotta get up. You gotta do your thing. Um, I'm a bit thirsty, but you know what I got right here? I actually have a can of Ecto Cooler. I was lucky enough to get some on um, Amazon, and it's right here. I, I've, I've had this in the fridge, uh, you know, for a while, and I'm going to drink it right now. Let me pop that open. Let me get a sip. Ah, nice. I actually apologize for that. That was gross, but I could see the can sitting here, and I just, I wanted to sip. Are you guys into this whole ecto-cooler thing? I don't want to, I don't want to get off the topic of the scorch too, uh, too far, but, you know, you gotta go with what's happening right now, and I, I can see the can right here. Are you guys into this ecto-cooler thing, you know, the the famous drink that came out back in the Ghostbuster era that has been re-released for the modern times, but his is proving to be difficult to get a hold of. Uh, they have it on Amazon, they have it on Walmart.com, and some select grocery stores. None around here, but every once in a while, somebody will post that Ecto Cooler is now available, and everybody rushes and they buy it all, and it's gone. I have seen I've seen the stuff going on eBay for like sixty dollars a case, and the price is like eight dollars at the store. So some scalpers out there are making some money off it, but that's not cool, man. We got to get the cooler into the hands of the people. So anyway, back to the scorch. When we were in the scorch, what um. What we did that was really the standout activity, we went to the dig, I'll tell you about that in a minute, but um, the thing that we did was we decided to check out and see if there were some video stores in Phoenix still remaining, and we found a few. For the most part, they were um, adult bookstores, there seems to be just like a billion adult stores in Phoenix, I get, uh, everywhere you go you see one, but we were, you know, we wanted more mainstream type, uh, video stores. I found one that, uh, it was, I think it was called Video Express, but I might not be remembering it right. We did not get to go there. We ran out of time, but, um, the one that we did check out was called Video Surplus. It was actually near where we were, so it wasn't a big deal getting over there. It was in a shopping center with a nail place and some kind of like an Irish-themed bar and grill, uh, and then, I don't even remember, there was a place next to it that sold, um, renovated, uh, Airstreams, you know, the, the trailers, the big silver ones, that was over there, but, uh, we did not know what to expect, it had a sign that said video surplus, and then on the outside, there was paintings of, you know, DVDs, uh, VHS, which shocked me right off the bat, they had a big VHS logo on the window, we all know that I'm way into to VHS tape, so we went into video surplus, and immediately 
I, I, I was taken back. I was taken back to the olden days. The dude was sitting behind the counter, staring off into space, and he was playing the Rockford Files on TV. Uh, when we walked in, the Rockford Files theme was in full effect, and after a few minutes of playing the Rockford Files, a like a vintage commercial came on, a vintage commercial for a local car dealer. So, bro was watching uh, tapes of Rockford Files that were made off TV, and this was like an 80 or a 90s commercial. It wasn't like a recent commercial. This is dude was you know dude was living the retro life, and you know I start walking around the store, and there are a few DVDs, a few. Not very many, and the ones that he had were behind a case on the counter. They were mostly wrestling. I saw, like, a Hulk Hogan DVD, an NWO DVD. But that that was, like, the uh, the high-priced items that were kept away. The The bulk of the store, uh, 95%, was VHS tapes. He had maybe, like, five or six rows, and they were categorized like a video store. What, you know, horror action, special interest, whatever. And the tapes were all for sale. It wasn't a rental thing. He had higher prices on the walls, like $8 for a horror, 5 for this, 5 for 20 or whatever. And But when I asked him what the actual prices were, he said, you know, generally everything is 2 or $3. Some of it was... Some of it was like straight dig stuff, you know, boring whatever, but... He had a pretty well-stocked horror section. No, like, big box, you know, cool, super valuable type VHS. Mostly just run-of-the-mill horror, but there were some good ones thrown in there. He had a nice sports section. I bought, uh, what I ended up purchasing was four big box wrestling tapes, uh, which I'm really into. One of them was, like, I don't know if it was, I think it might be, like, an NWA-AWA combo tape. But the other ones are WWF. I got one that has, like, the freakiest fights. It has, like, midgets and giants. I don't know if I'll like it, but I did like the cover. Why don't you hold on one second, and I will get them, and we will see what they actually were really quick. Um, I got them right here. We got Monsters of the Mat, Volume 1. It has Wahoo McDaniel fighting Ric Flair on the cover. They spell Rick, R-I-C-K, and it's hosted by Sergeant Slaughter. Then we got WWF Mega Matches, which has an exclusive profile on Randy Macho Man Savage. Then we got WWF Wrestling's Biggest, Smallest, Strangest, Strongest. This is a Coliseum video, big box Coliseum video. Uh, big John Studd sets the world bench press record. Jesse the Body Ventura arm wrestles the Polish power. Ivan Putski, Ivan Koloff, Gorilla Monsoon, Pamparno Ferno. This is going to be good. I haven't watched them yet, but I'm looking forward to watching them. Uh... The store was just great. It was dirty. It was weird. There was, like, literal dust on a lot of the things, like, thick layers of dust. I took a bunch of pictures, and I put them up over on icerobots.com. That's I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S dot com. You can hop over there and see them. You can see the dust. I I couldn't get over this place. It was, it was just a blast from the past. And then, in a, a really wild move... The dude who was working the counter just got up and left. He got up and left the store for a good 10, 15 minutes. Like, for this period of time, we were just standing there by ourselves. It reminded me back when I used to work at the store. There was there were always periods where there were no customers, and it was just nice to be inside of this, this place full of movies that you really liked with, you know, cool TVs playing stuff that you picked, and you're just in there by yourself. And it 
It really reminded me of that. Uh, I If you're in the Phoenix area, check it out. It's called Video Surplus. Make sure to buy something, too, while you're in there. You want to, uh, you want to, so it's not a museum. You know, you got to do something to support. So just grab a tape, buy a tape. You, it's definitely worth the trip. You're going to feel like it's, you're going to feel like it's the 90s again, man. And I don't know. That's worth going across town if you happen to be in Phoenix. We actually went 13 hours. So, I don't know. Anyway, my dudes, we're going to take a pause. We will be back in one sec with uh, Tales from the Dig Phoenix. Hey, this is Michael Bell. The voice of Duke on G.I. Joe, and you're listening to the Toys R Us Report. Yo, Joe! Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the Toys R Us Report with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. Maybe a Ghostbusters action figure or a Star Trek propeller hat. It's really up to you. Virtualdirtmall.com you won't be sorry for long. Scarecrow and Mrs. King will not be seen tonight, but will return next week at this time. Yo, Dingleberry, you want it, you got it. More tales from the dig, a.k.a. Dig Life. For those of you who might be listening for the first time... The Dig is what I like to call the Goodwill Outlet. I'm a bit of a thrift hunter. I like to go out there and find things on the cheap. And the Goodwill Outlet is a great way to uh, get things when the price is right. What it is is the final stop for an item donated to the Goodwill before it heads to the dump. These are things that may have gone through the store rotation. uh, Things they don't think they can sell. Just whatever. It's hard to determine what winds up there because it does seem as if you get a lot of everything. And the way that it works is they roll out bins full of stuff. They make everybody wait behind the line. They roll out bins full of stuff. And then when they're all done loading, they say go. And everybody runs out and grabs the stuff. It's a hoot. It's like it's like when they would go wagons ho and they would give land to anybody. Well, to the first people who got there. It's It's crazy. It's like being on some kind of a game show with the scum of the earth as your opponents. I go to the dig here in my hometown, and when we are in the Phoenix area, I like to check theirs out as well. It's, um, I don't know, maybe four or five times bigger than the one we have here with four to five times more people, and it's, we, we've done pretty good there in the past. When we went last time, I came home with giant boxes full of um, Fisher-Price Adventure People toys, which is something I love. One of my favorite series of all the times, and I got a bunch of those, and we got a bunch of other fun stuff. And this time, we were hoping to, you know, to strike as well. And even though there was heat, one thing that I do know about Phoenix is everywhere we went, there was air conditioning. So as long as you stayed inside, you were fine, and we thought that the dig would be no different, but we we were wrong. We were wronger than wrong. The dig had no air conditioning in it. Like I said, it was like 115 in the scorch. So this became an incredibly, incredibly trying time. Uh, it was the first time that we were in Arizona that we went from the outside to the inside and the temperature actually went up because there were... 
just so many people. There are so many people at the dig there. Uh, I like to think of myself as a real dig warrior, meaning I, you know, I get in there with the best of them. But on this scale, there are some hardened soldiers. This is really moving up a level. But um, I like to think that I can compete. I like to think that there ain't nobody who can keep me down. And when the going gets tough, I get going to get the stuff, as it were. Um, so. As we walked in, we were blasted with the heat, but it was also right when they were putting new stuff out there. And this dig is on a much, much, much larger scale than ours, like I said. So when they bring out the new stuff, they replace the whole entire store at our place. They only do one half at a time. They take everything out. It's like a half hour process to get everything loaded. But when we got in there, we were toward the tail end of it. So we just got in line and stood there and sweltered with the rest of the scrubs and we stood there and we stood there and eventually the guy came out and as soon as he you know there's a guy who comes out and he tells everybody you know make sure to walk make sure to be safe don't bump you know let's try to be cordial and he comes out and he starts into his speech and I swear this happened he starts into his speech and as soon as he does it somebody screamed run <laughs> Somebody in the line screamed run, and people started running, and once a few people went, everybody went. And I'm just like, went in Rome, so I started running too. And when I say running, people are running as fast as they can, and they're grabbing like crazy. It was, um, it was madness. This must be what it was like when they would put out new Cabbage Patch Kids back in the 80s, and people would end up getting ripped limb from limb trying to get one, but, um... You know, I'm in there, I'm mixing it up. I got my elbows out. I'm like Rick Mahorn, sticking my buttocks out, trying to uh, get my space for the rebound. And there's two rooms. There's one big room, and then there's a small door where you go into a secondary room where instead of like long, thin tables, they have deep blue squares. They're deep blue squares. They're maybe like four or five feet down, and they're full of papers, magazines, just everything that would be considered some kind of a media in there. They have like maybe 20 of those. And then they have uh, other ones that are full of just whatever. So, I, you know, I'm not seeing anything. So I decide I'm going to be one of the first dudes into this other room. So I bolt in there and I start digging in. The first thing I see is a Star Trek board game, Star Trek, the motion picture board game. So I grab that. I got it. Then I start digging, and I see one. I see a Fisher-Price little person. Fisher-Price little people are like a 70s toy. They're, they're small. They're pegs. They don't have arms and legs. It's just a peg and a head. I see one, and I grab it. And then I see another, and I grab it. And then I see a couple of vehicles, and I grab those. I have a bag. I'm throwing them in my bag. I brought my lucky Amoeba record bag with me. And uh, I start waving my arms in the air trying to get uh, the wife to see me because she loves these things too. I'm like, look, over here, over here. But she's digging for something and she waves me off. But I keep pulling other stuff out. And then other people start going into the pile too. And I'm getting not frantic, but I'm just like, I got to protect my stuff. So I'm pulling it out, pulling it out. And I'm waving my arms to get her attention because I need somebody to get my back. And Finally, she comes over and she goes, oh my God, little people, why didn't you say something? And I'm like, what do you want me to do? Screaming across the dig, you know, I was waving you over, you know, trying to play it cool. But she comes over and we start going in together and we're just pulling out mountains of this stuff. In the end, we got something like 30 or 40 people. We got Indians, we got cowboys. Cowboys and the Indians are our favorites. We got 
Sesame Street ones. We got just, oh my gosh, we got so many good ones. We got vehicles. We got everything. You do tend to find the vehicles fairly often on the flea market circuit, but not as much as the people. So we were happy to get some people. And then that felt like a big enough win. I got this board game and then I got these uh, Fisher Price toys. I'm like, this is pretty good. And then uh, I take a few more steps and I stepped, I, I, you know, really stepped on a Fraggle. I got a uh, plush Gobo. So I threw him in my bag and I'm going along. And then we start digging around in the media bins. And this is pretty fun because there's a lot of uh, computer software, magazines, like old magazines. I got a whole bunch of like 1960s cowboy magazines, which aren't really my thing, but I can take them to the flea market and I'm, I'm sure they'll find a good home. And then while I'm there, I see across from me, somebody pulls out a copy of a Windows 10. Windows software is something that's really easy to flip. You can get like, you can get a hundred bucks for an operating system. So the guy has it and he's excited. He's like, yeah, I got this. And then somebody else grabs onto it and they start pulling back and forth. And then a third hand comes in and they're all pulling for this. And I'm just like, this is crazy. So I start, you know, start uh, scanning around the room and I'm seeing that there's a lot of pulling fights. Like people are really just grabbing a hold and they are aggressively battling for stuff. At my dig, people are aggressive, but at the same time, they're polite, if that makes sense. Uh, this is one thing I've thought before. If there's one thing that ties people in California together as far as beliefs or spirituality, and I don't, you know, I, I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but everybody here, it seems like, believes in karma or, you know, what goes around comes around. So... People in California are usually trying to be polite because they hope that the politeness will come back around to them, if that makes sense. But it didn't seem like karma was in full effect over in Phoenix because dudes, dudes were battling. They were fighting hard for this stuff. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I'm not a small dude. I'm not a giant. And nobody seemed like they wanted to battle me for my stuff anyway, so I didn't I didn't get into it that deeply, but I did um, I did find some good stuff in the media bin. I got a couple of Microsoft softwares myself, and nobody tried to grab them for me, so I'm going to put them up on the uh, virtual dirt mall. Those are, those are good sellers. I'm happy to get those into people's hands, too, and they're easy to ship. I got a Hulk Hogan DVD set, which is cool. I don't know if I'll ever watch it, uh, but I do kind of like to have it. I, I got to tell you, back in the day, I was the biggest... Hulk Hogan hater. I just hated how that dude was champion for so long. Every Saturday night main event, I would hope that whoever he was battling would defeat him. And the Hulk would like, you know how his matches would go. He would sell and sell and sell. And then eventually he would Hulk up, come back and win. I I remember like sometimes I'd be, you know, biting for his selling so hard and believing it so hard. And then he would he would do it to me again. He would he would win. And I just was heartbroken every time. I remember just freaking out whenever Hulk Hogan would win. I'd always want Rick Rude or Roddy Piper or Jake the Snake. Just somebody, anybody interesting to be champion so I didn't have to see Hulk on TV. But now I got a nice Hulk box set so I can relive all those memories. Overall, it was a really, really good trip to the dig. We came home with like bins and bins and bins of stuff for the virtual dirt mall. So it was... A big win for your boy. Went to the Phoenix Dig, came out on top again. Anyway, we are going to move into the next segment of the show known as the Toys R Us Report. You've made it this far. It's time. 
the final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. All right, we are back for the final segment of the show, and my dudes, if you are listening to us on the podcast radio network, I want to say what's up. Want to give a big bow wow to you guys, and if you're uh, you want to get a hold of us, you can check us out over at IC Robots. That's I S. E.E. Robots, as if I am uh, looking at robots.com, or you can find us over at facebook.com backslash IC Robots. That's where you really want to go, I-S-E-E Robots. A lot of fun stuff there. You can check me out on Twitter, at IC Robots. Not as much fun there, but still enough fun to go around. The Facebook group is really where you want to go, so hop on over, give us a thumbs up, facebook.com backslash IC Robots. Oh, and hey, check this out. As of right now, I have four episodes recorded of an all-new patron-only show known as The Audio Handbook of the Marvel Universe, where we are going to go and go in-depth on some of the coolest characters that the Marvel uh, Comics Universe has to offer. And you can get down with that right now by going on over to uh, supportthereport.com and checking in to... Uh, just what it takes, man, for as uh, small a donation as a dollar a month, you're going to be able to get these episodes. You're going to be able to get the weekly episodes of IC Robots Radio. That's my hour-long mixtape hip-hop show. That's great. I got a special hour-long episode I made about Qzar. That was a, a laser tag arena I worked at. That episode is great, and you can get down with all that. For as small a donation as a dollar a month, you got to keep your eyes peeled for the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. It's going to drop soon. Going to be... It's going to be all that and then some. Uh, so anyway, supportthereport.com. I appreciate any help you can give us in that regards. Uh, let's see what's going on. We hit up a bunch of Toys R Us's over in Phoenix. We uh, did some Toys R Us report vidcasts. You can find those over on the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash I see robots. Did a couple vidcasts. We hit one Goodyear, one in Phoenix, and then on the way back, we uh, went to one in Indio, California. Indio is in, it's like the desert. Um, one of the cool things about being out there is we picked up a bunch of really cool AM radio stations. AM radio travels forever on the flat desert plain. So you don't get a lot of FM, but you get a lot of AM, and we were picking up stations from the border. And it's neat to get these like border reports about what's going on, just, you know, in the uh, Mexico area. And what was weird is there were actual like government resource commercials from Mexico. I hadn't heard that before. I bet you if uh, you're our show patron, Don, from New Mexico, you might be digging on some of these AM border stations. But I don't know. Maybe you're not. I, hard to say. At any rate, when we were in Indio, I found something I have been looking for for the longest time. I got the single pack Batman Batgirl figure, the one, you know, who was uh, from the old TV show, the 66 Batman. Oh my gosh, I I am absolutely drawing a blank on her name right now, and it's gonna, it's gonna bug me for a bit. But anyhow, I found, I got the figure. I've wanted this one forever. It's really neat, and uh, it has come in a three-pack with Batman, Robin, and her, which is fine, but I don't want all three. I only want the one, so... I was happy to get it. I'd been looking for this forever. I mean, like, seriously, for the longest time. And I knew they existed. I knew other people had seen them. But I myself had not. So I finally got myself the Yvonne Craig Batman. Did you hear me typing? For whatever reason, 
I drew a blank on one of my favorite actresses in the whole universe, Yvonne Craig, who uh, recently passed away. We reminisce over you. Um, anyway, so I got that. Otherwise, I did not see a lot of really great stuff. It does seem that, for the most part, Toys R Us's are Toys R Us's. What's there is there, and... I don't know. One thing that I'm really uh, looking forward to or looking around for that's not actually Toys R Us stuff is uh, Biff Bang Pow has this set of figures called uh, Peg Pals. They are like Fisher-Price uh, little people. They're the Peg toys without arms, and they're making them for Star Trek. And I want these bad. I want a Spock Peg bad. I want a Kirk. I want all these. And as I understand it, they're at a fairly reasonable price, about like five bucks, and they're supposed to be popping up in Target you know how Target has that uh, collector part at the end of the aisle. We're supposed to be seeing them there. I've checked the three or four Targets in our area, and I checked a couple Targets in Phoenix, and I haven't seen them, so I don't know. Could be anytime soon. And if you're into the Peg Pals, kind of like I am, I saw they actually have some neat ones coming up for San Diego Comic Con. They got a, they're going to do a big Lebowski set. It looks really great. You got the dude, you got Walter, you got everybody that uh, you would want in that. And they're also doing Mike Tyson Mysteries. I gotta get myself up on this Mike Tyson peg. I want it so bad. I contacted my boy Jason Lindsay and hopefully he's gonna set one aside for me. So if you're listening, uh, make sure to do that, Mr. Lindsay, at any rate. I, I'm i into these peg pals, man. One thing I like about them is they're affordable. It's not like you gotta pay 10, 15, 20 bucks. They're just like in the five, six dollar range. So it's like, if you feel like you might want to get one, you know, you might as well because... It's like as, as much as like a, a coffee at Starbucks. Um, anyway, uh, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him here, but hopefully soon I will. Uh, you know what, guys? I I think I'm going to head for the hills. Um, we're about to go out. We're going to go catch a movie. Next week, when we come back, we're going to catch up on all the movies. I have seen a few movies, I think five, since we last spoke. So next episode is going to be an at-the-movie special. We're going to hit... We're going to talk about everything that's fun at the theater now. We got ID4. We got uh, The Purge. We got The Shallows. We got uh, Now You See Me Too. It's going to be live, man. going to be live. So for me, all the boys at uh, the Toys R Us Report Earth Station, for everybody out there listening on the Podcast Radio Network, to all my patrons, to my boy Gino Vega, Vic Sage, everybody out there in the Universe Engineer Nerd, this is me. I see robots. If you don't know, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto. This has been an I see robots radio production.